Welcome to Renaissance City, a Prowlers and Paragons actual play produced by TTRP Theater. I am Duke Walter, your Game Master. Myself and a group of friends have come together to spin some tales, have some laughs, and hopefully entertain you with our stories of superheroes. The Prowlers and Paragons system is a rules-light role-playing game that allows us to live out the fantasy of being the heroes and villains. Saint Shadow is played by Jazz Abramowitz. The Scarlet Spartan is Dean Martin Jr. Cotton Dearborn and King are played by Chris Freedom. TTRP Theater is a group of actors, artists, and gamers from all walks of life that collaborate to bring you compelling content. We are a diverse group that loves playing a diverse set of games in a diverse set of styles. We have created a community for all people to come together and help us tell stories that we can all be proud of. Be sure to visit ttrptheater.com for all of our content. Okay, let's get into the show. Since we're on limited time, you just want to jump in and go? Pull out the dice. Ready to go. So, you guys all got the gist. You met Alexander Griffin. You uh, were quickly subdued by him, telekinetically pulled back in. For some reason, he changed his mood and you convinced him to let you go. Um, you ended up investigating uh, a possible powered person murder on Hissom Street. It led you to some clues that the Sable might have been involved. And uh, after getting back with the Sable and questioning him about that evening, you discovered that he likely has some sort of device implanted in his neck. Ugh, scary. Which you assume... Shadow and Cotton, you assume, uh, is also the doing of Alexander Griffin. Does that sound about right? What's the scene? Uh, Raymond has done some of his own research. And uh, come with me. We're going to go do lunch. We'll get Sable all buttoned up. What car are we taking? Rolls? Shimano driving? Yeah, of course. We're still laying low, aren't we? The definition of you is laying low, buddy. We're we're living in your world. Yeah. Let's do it. Shimano driving the rolls. Shadow, are you uh getting out of costume? Are you are you rolling as alabaster if you're going to lunch? Yeah, going as alabaster. And Cotton Dearborn riding along as well. Where are you going? What's what's lunch? Tiger Chan's fried rice. Head down to Tiger Chan's fried rice. We drive up. Raymond leads you in. Guy seats us. Waiter comes over. Offers us tea. Brings us a menu. Order what you want. So yeah, the 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 waiter greets you and 
Um, gets your gets your food order. Yeah, we'll have the chalupas. You see the waiter, and he raises an eyebrow and nods his head to you, and takes your menus and and walks into the kitchen. Ray- Raymond, what's a chalupa, dude? It's the code word. Oh, code word for what? Shadow, you would you would also have recognized this place. You know that this is a front for the troubadour. Okay, right, right, right. We're at that that fried rice stand. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> there are all these fried rice. You stands have no idea. The There's place. so many fried rice stands in Detroit. It's because of a lot of the Chinese labor that came in to help right. build up Detroit. Right. So there's fried ride, fried rice everywhere. Uh, Spartan, I, I know this place. Indeed. Sable, do you know it too? Yeah, I'm the one that told you Chalupa was the password. I know. <laughs> you didn't have to tell everybody. Hey guys, I would just like everybody to realize I have no idea what we're doing right now, but... I'm along for the ride. It's a good time. Uh, don't don't worry. This is this is a friendly this is a friendly establishment. Okay, got it. A few minutes later, the the waiter comes out and um, hands you a fortune cookie, Raymond. Crack her open. See what it says. Um, it says, "Wait five minutes. Come to the kitchen." I'll pass it to the guys. Who's got to watch? Alabaster looks at his. Super fancy gold inlaid watch. Got you covered. There's a another presentation of tea that comes out. Some steam buns hit the table. Your your five minutes passes, Raymond, right as he pulls the lid off the steam buns. Alabaster grabs a bun and walks into the kitchen. Yep. Slam the tea, grab a bun, head for the kitchen. Sable follows. Cotton, what are you doing? I'm just going with the people I trust. Let's do it. Uh, you guys get into the kitchen. There's a small older woman back there working over a, a, a really large um, wok steam. You know, all the smells, all the fantastic, the garlic and the and the peppers and the ginger, the soy, all of it. Just, ugh, God, I don't know if you've ever been in a kitchen like that, but ugh, the, the smells are just, it's one of my favorite. Ah, I love it. Anyway, um, she looks up at you, and she's got this big spatula in her hand, and she waves you on through, and you can see another door at the back of the kitchen. Alabaster, you would know the way. You've been in here before. You know that you go to this back door, and there's a a set of stairs that go down, um, and another door that you go through, down a hallway, and then into the laboratory of the Troubadour. Gents, follow me. We're going to see the troubadour. You make your way through the kitchen, down the stairs, down the hallway. I'm not ready to reveal my alabaster's self to the troubadour. I'm going to duck out in in one of the hallways. There's there's a little uh, little nook, and I'm just going to duck out, put on my mask and my jacket. Okay. Before we get into the laboratory. Yeah, get in disguise real quick. Um, Alabaster disappears and I was following him and I'm completely bewildered not knowing where to walk next and I'm just looking down you can't see the two people walking in front of you I have no idea 
I'm going to roll covert real quick to see if I can do this without them noticing. No, <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. do it. I'm just kidding. Nope, do it. No. You called it. You said you were doing it. All roll right. it. All yeah. right. I'm doing it. Uh, covert. Let's see how much of your pubis pocket you show off when you're changing clothes. <laughs> Meanwhile, while he's rolling, I'm just looking there like John Travolta lost in the store. Just looking around, trying to trying to figure out which way I'm going. All right, seven total successes. So this is what this looks like. Um, basically, I'm leading the way. We walk down the stairs, and just to the left of the bottom of the stairs, having been here before, I know that there's a small nook, and you guys just see the white of Alabaster's shirt disappear. And then moments later, almost as if it were in stride of someone's walking, you see Shadow in nearly full costume resume the gate. Got that quick change. Nice. So you uh, you get to the end of the hallway. What's the secret knock, Shadow? Shave and a haircut. Two pence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shave and a haircut. You guys are wildly creative today. And you hear, uh, yes, come on in. Open the door into this wildly large room, way bigger than you could have expected it to be. Um, it's probably 40 by 40 and all kinds of shelves and um, workbenches and tables. There are different style lights all over the room. There are wires and pieces of equipment um, laying around. You can see um, several attendants standing in one corner. You see, I mean, technology that you are, you, you don't even know what it is. There are gears and tools and, I mean, it is just a, it is an amalgamation of anything and everything that a tinker type of person uh, would have, and then some. Oh, welcome, friends. Good to see you. Francois. Real good to see you. Good to see you, too. How you been? Oh, I am fantastic. What uh, what brings you here today? Are you looking for something a little special again, hmm? Did you break your grapple hook, hmm? Raymond is like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. I mean, he is just in awe and looking at everything. And of course, something to steal. Of course. Of course. Borrow, borrow. We'll give it back to him. Francois, I'm not sure why Raymond brought us here. I, I have a suspicion, but I I'll let him speak for himself. But while I'm here, um, how are you making out on that? invisibility device it's very difficult i am still trying to figure out the man magnetic waves i had a bit of um hiccup and he lifts up his left hand um and you can see that he's burned on the back side of his hand somewhat yeah but he's no problem and uh who are your friends troubadour all right, Shimamino is going to take off the wig. Okay. My name is Raymond from Mayheim. Want to be friends? Ah, uh, yes. The Scarlet Spartan. It is my pleasure. Yes. 
Same. And you, sir. I am Francois. Cotton Dearborn. Pleasure to meet you. Oh, Cotton Dearborn. Hmm. You must be a family with um, the Sable. Yes? This is correct. Yes. Well, it is my pleasure. So. Troubadour, we have a, we have a problem. Well, I uh, will do my best to fix it. How can I help you? Sable here has a uh, device attached to his brainstem. We were wondering if you had the capability to, to get it off him. And his eyes kind of go wide. Uh, how um, how on earth did this um, happen, my friend? And the Sable kind of shakes his head, and I, I, I really don't know. Um, uh, in talking to my friends here, I guess we all kind of discovered that I have been losing periods of time. I, Francois, I wish I could tell you, but I, I, I really don't know. I don't know how long it's been there. I, I know that when we were discovering this, Raymond actually put a magnet on it and it seemed to almost paralyze me in a way. I got that um, magnet. It made it very difficult for me to speak or move in any way. So, I mean, I... I, I understand. Yes. Um, tell you what, come over here. Let me see. And he brings him over and he rolls a chair over to him and he sits him down um, next to a bench and you see him and he pulls down a pulls down a light that's on a that's on an arm and um, brings over a magnifying glass and he puts a mechanism on his head and and pulls some lenses down over his eyes and uh, begins inspecting and he's poking and prodding around on the sable what are you guys doing that's all interesting but I'm Raymond's gonna scope out the place and the things and the stuff and the experiments shadow is gonna stay right with Francois and the Sable and assist. I have I have some medicine skill. So assist uh, as necessary. Cotton's exploring a little bit too. Um, I'm just wary of the attendants, even though I know we're in a safe space, just having them in the room with me, I'm just watching them and gonna go check them out and make sure everything's totally chill. Roll is it investigation? Roll investigation. You can do the same, uh, Raymond, if you're mm. interested in the room itself. Three. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three. You seem... Um, Zero. <laughs> Dang. No successes. Okay. Cotton, you, you are put at ease after you go over and kind of investigate. You can see that um, they have obviously been worked on in several ways, like one has a panel wide open and you can see what you're, the stuff that you're used to seeing inside the chest. Um, most of it is gone in one of them. The other one, um, you see a bunch of wires like sticking out of its neck. Um, they look like they're plugged into something and they run up and away from it and are plugged into some kind of radio or something up above on a shelf. Um, another one is standing but you can see that it's kind of out of joint it's almost like it's just resting on the legs it's not like it's put together it's in, and like the arms are pulled out of socket 
um, so that you can actually see the inner workings of the joints themselves. Um, so you're you're pretty sure that these are nothing more than um, being experimented on, you know, taken apart, uh, put back together in whatever way. But they're they're you're in no danger from these. Gotcha. Yeah, Raymond, this is all so foreign to you, and there's so much in here. He's just dumbfounded. Yeah, you're just dumbfounded. I don't. I don't think you can get a grasp on anything. It, it's. It's like. Um, it's the kid in a candy shop isn't the right term. It's like he's on a spaceship. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah, like it's. The it's like you so have just entered an anything. alien spacecraft, um, full of technology that you have no clue how any of it could possibly work or what it does. Um, Shadow, you see that he. Francois gets, um, he starts bringing over some, some small tools. There's a hook, uh, like a, like a small pointed hook on the end of, um, just like a, a wooden handle, almost, almost like some wood carving tools. If you know what I'm talking about, you know, one has a sharp edge, one kind of has a rounded sharp edge and he is, he's kind of poking and prodding in and around this bump. That's on the back of the sable's neck. I'll like take a magnifying glass and hold it over where I think the original incision site was, uh-huh. uh, so that he can have a good look at it as he's as he's poking and prodding around it. I mean, you know, he spends three or four minutes, you know, examining the site and examining the bump. He scoots back, and you see him lift up the lenses. He's still got this crazy headpiece on with all of these different gadgets all over it and stuff. Well, I am not sure how this happened. I will still need to do some experimentation before I can decide whether I can disable it or not. But I'm willing to try. Even if you can't remove it, like a way to block it, that is um that is the route I think I am going to take. Yes, uh, I am no surgeon. I will simply look to disable this um this equipment, whatever it is. So you're going to disable the sable? Um, hopefully not disable. Hopefully just the um, just hopefully this brain bug. He can disable it, but he can't. Disable it. It will remain connected. Yes, that no. was not funny. That was that was um it's not. It's serious. I mean, I get where you were trying to go with the joke. <laughs> but please understand that um I mean I am just trying to help you out. You know, I do not know. Don't don't take any offense. Sable, perhaps um you and I will um spend some time together let me um let me ask around someone here must have made this hmm? yes that's my question is who else is working on this kind of technology well there are all sorts of people engineers all over this city and who knows what um people are doing on their free time hmm I would assume something like this is going to cost a lot of money, yes? One would assume. Do you have any ideas in yourself? Hmm? Well, 
we've been investigating quite a bit around the new task force that is um, specifically designed to quote unquote deal with the powered people problem in Detroit. Oh, yes. Guard. Those best airs. They have a factory on an island. Factory? Yeah, they're producing these things. Mass quantity. Oh, yes, yes. There are there are thousands of them. They are walking the streets. They are... I think they are trying to figure out how to make them fly. Like, a, like an airplane. Do you mean teach them to be pilots? Or like that they're flying? No, no, no. I think they are trying to figure out how to... Uh, get enough projection, no, propulsion, um, and possibly figure out how to, you know, the uh, the very large ones, the tanks. Yes? We've seen them jump. We've seen them jump a, a great distance. Yes. A great height. Yes. I think that is um, only the beginning. What do you think about this, Francois? Do you, do you feel like it's a threat? Of course. Why on earth would they bring out so many in such um, in such force? You do not attempt to negotiate at the barrel of a gun, no? I feel like the people in charge of making this controlling technology, the stable may have, are also manufacturing the attendants. I think it's all one in the same group. But then, if they if they have this um, this brain bug, right? This um, this technology. If they have this, then they will no longer need the guard, right? If they can just uh, put this in our brain and uh, control us this way, the guard is meant to capture those who have powers, so that the bug can be installed. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Yes, that makes sense. Francois, do you think, uh, I see that you've done a lot of research of your own on these attendants. Do you, mm-hmm. do you have quick, easy, effective ways of disabling them? Uh, not yet. Not yet. They are complicated. Um, I am not unlike what I will um, attempt to do with our friends disable. I am trying to uh, come up with a... Um, a way to uh, jam their signal. Yes. Hmm? Yes. They are um, they are controlled by radio waves, right? This I know. You've seen this before. Um, I'm simply trying to um, figure out the frequency so that I can um, so that I can jam the 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 radio waves, and at least um, for now, you know, in short bursts, um, disable. Hopefully, um, entire legions of them at the time. This communication device that uh, I, be- I believe comes from you uh, that Sable shared with me, we've accidentally tuned into, um, I'm trying to remember how it went down, exactly what the coincidence was, but we tuned into something related. We were hearing something related to attendance, were we not? I have identified several ways to um, detect if they are close by with um, with that device. Um, 
it is um it is called i don't know what's a good name for it i never even came up with a fucking name for it i didn't even create it you did i just defined it what do we call it got anything le walkie talkie the bot spotter 3000 le walkie talkie <laughs> 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 le, le promenade par la wait le pal le pal promenade le pal promenade I don't speak French I just do a really terrible French accent um, the talk walk the talk walk <laughs> the power talker um, that's what it's called <laughs> it's the power talker the power talker there it is yep <laughs> power talker dude that's a better name than walkie talkie power talker Power Talker. That's it's, dope. It's fucking great. I'm re-releasing walkie-talkies and calling them Power Talkers, and I'm going to make millions. <laughs> power Talkers millions. for the Power Walkers. Damn yep. right. Every commercial is going to have kids power walking next to each other talking on Power Talkers. Oh, I hope he's recording and gets that right there. That's going in the fucking episode. <laughs> yes, the device, it, um, it will, uh, with some... You know, you have to figure it out and you have to listen closely, but um, it will detect whether there are active attendants within a certain range of it. But I still have not honed in on exactly the um, signal. But I'm getting closer. Keep us posted. Yes, of course. You are the... um, you are the main force against uh, these bastards. Damn right. We probably all could use some power talkers. Do you have more? You could loan us? Yes, of course. He stands up and turns and walks over to rows, some rows of shelves. And um, you see him and he pulls out a bin and, you know, kind of rummages around in it and pulls out another one and um, grabs, you know, grabs up a piece of something and goes to another one. and is rummaging for some more stuff and you hear, you know, the just some clanging and some shuffling of some things and he comes back out and um he he hands one to each of you, Raymond and Shadow. Wow, thank you. What a gift. Well, we are allies, yes. Indeed. Most definitely. And I must say it was a very um very convincing um disguise for you, there um Scarlet Spartan. Thank you. I was um, second guessing whether or not that was actually you. It's the bowler hat, mostly. He's a very fine hat. Where did you get that? Roy's. On Gross Point. Come by. I know the owner. I will will definitely have to um, make some purchases with him then. If he is a friend of yours, then, you know, the saying, then he is a friend, right? That's the saying. He's a friend of yours, then he is a friend. What size of head you wear? I'll have one waiting for you. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Raymond's running the hat shop. I would prefer to just, um, I would prefer to get fitted. Yes? Hmm? Of course. Gentlemen, um, is there anything else that um, you can think of that um, might be helpful? We have another friend you might know of. The beastly one. Could we get him a uh, voice amplification doodad? 
Um, yes. Yes, it's, it's definitely possible. I think that might be helpful. Would you like something that is handheld? Is it something to wear, like, um, and then, you know, like, hold up over your mouse, like a microphone, or? Yeah, yeah, maybe something like that. I have, like, this, um, this bullhorn. Yes, have you seen these? He needs his hands available. Needs his hands available, hmm. I'll tell you what, um, let me, um, let me work on something for you, hmm? Excellent. Thank you. I'll take a handful of smoke pellets if you have them. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, well, Raymond's putting his hand out, too. You know, he walks to the other side, um, opens a drawer, lifts out um, a couple of small jars. These are a little more stable than the last ones. So, you know, just um, I don't recommend, you know, keeping them in your pocket. Um, they rupture fairly easily, but um, uh, I think that these will will help you out um, and are what you are looking for, yes? Excellent. Yes. The smoke lasts about uh, seven seconds. Each jar has um, ten of the smoke pellets in it. Oh, okay. So I think Raymond got a jar. Do you have any use for uh, nitroglycerin in any of your tools or toys we have a quite a preponderance of nitroglycerin that we aren't using an apartment full of it i am sure that i could make use of it yes well um i'm sure sable could help you get some of that anytime he knows where it is if you need it you just let him know i don't uh, necessarily want to have a bunch of nitroglycerin just uh, sitting around but um you know now that I know that it is plentiful, I may uh, come up with some sort of application. Well, gentlemen, I am going to get to work on this um, this problem with our friend, Daniel. Let's bolt. Daniel, will you stay behind with me, please? So that we can um, get to work, yes? Yeah, of course. Yes, please. Um, yep. Of course. I'll... Uh, Montage that scene. <laughs> and... You see the troubadour, he uh, goes over to another workbench and starts opening some drawers. And, and you know, he has a, a just tiny little drawers, hundreds of them all up on this shelf above this above this workbench. And he starts pulling out these tiny little drawers and you can see him taking out small pieces of this, that and the other um, and starts bringing things together on the workbench and begins tinkering with all sorts of stuff. Yep, let's go. Francois, we don't know when or how it's activated or by whom. So any issues, just get a hold of us on the power talker. Yes, of course. Please feel free to uh, let me know anytime. Um, I, I, and I will let you know uh, if and when the password changes again. Hmm? Thank you. And Daniel walks over to him um, and is kind of watching him work. And he turns back over his shoulder. I, I can't thank you enough. You'll be able to later. We'll get this thing out of you, cousin, and then we'll get back after it. We've got work to do. Good luck. See you soon. Stay safe. All right. As we're walking out, Raymond's going to use his covert to duck into a nook and come out. <laughs> Shimamano Discoids. Love it. All right. Give me covert roll. Come on, baby. Hot dice. Two twos. 
yeah, it happens. Um, you guys see Shimamino take a step to the right and then immediately steps out to the left, and or you see Raymond step to the right and then immediately step out to the left, and Shimamino is uh, leading the way up the stairs. I do the same right behind him. <laughs> okay. I turn left and bounce off the wall in utter confusion. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on. Everybody's changing too fast, and I'm not able to pay attention. You want to change into king? Is that what you're going to try to do? <laughs> yes, I'm gonna. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I mean, roll every... covert to change into king without anybody noticing. <laughs> okay. Uh, one. Uh, you instead of turning right, you turn left into the wall. And... <laughs> the impact forces him to change into king immediately. No, it does not. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where to next? What's our next objective? I mean, what are we trying to do here? Are we trying to run interference on what may or may not have happened with Sable while he was controlled? Are we trying to learn more about your dad? What's our what's our next angle? We have an organization which is clearly pining for control. I mean, that that's Alexander Griffin, right? I mean, he He's established the guard to deal with powered people. He's got a way to implant uh, technology in powered people to control them without their knowledge. Um, and then he's got an army of attendants, which presumably even the ones that are are built to wash your dishes can be can be turned on to be controlled by this organization. So. You know, I, I'm not sure what the next move is. There's there's so many ways to to try and infiltrate. Um, In an idea we had prior, Griffin is nothing without the power of the mayor. Perhaps we should go and coerce the mayor to our side. You don't think he's complicit? Or you just mean kidnap his ass? I know what happens to people when we kidnap them. I don't I don't know that <laughs> seems appropriate. I'm not sure that I want to assassinate the mayor. Uh hostages don't last long in the um in the arms of the power walkers. We're not here to talk, okay? We're right. here to get some shit done. That's right. You're not the power talkers. What you get, what it, you get one time, one opportunity to share information. Everything. Spill it. What if we focused on our efforts on taking down the guard? I feel like that's pissing in the wind. There's too much there. Like it almost makes sense to try to track down the tech the technology and figure out where and who that's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm game with but that. Where do we where would we even start? Probably old dude's back porch. I think that was the good idea. Let's go back and let's surprise him. <laughs> no, he could have kicked our asses there for a second. Um, fuck. Listen, where can we find more powered people? Let's, I mean, let's get close to some other powered people. Who do we know? Buster would be the one to find out. Again, you've, you've heard tell of, you know, a few others around the city. You know, you you know that the illustrator is one. You know that Glyptic is one. 
um, Captain X has been um, kind of at the forefront, um, kind of the first hero that was made public in Detroit. You could go on a campaign yourselves to try to uh, win people over to your side if you wanted to. Um, you know, not necessarily like showing up for radio interviews or stuff like that, but I'm saying one-on-one let's go rendezvous with some other powered person and convince them that we're the right path forward. Do you guys want to go try to find this illustrator that brought these paintings to life? I mean, I feel like that's pretty strong indication that this dude had a chip in the back of his neck too. Do we know where the illustrator is? I mean, I think we know that Glyptic is in the Viagra district on Cialis Street. Right. I mean, I mean, that's where you found them. Yes. And he's pretty hard. I mean, all the time. Um, hard to find. He's really only hard four hours at a time. Otherwise, he has to seek attention. <laughs> right. He has to go to the love shack and seek medical advice. Would George know where to find these folks? We don't know where he is. We don't know where anybody is. Just start hunting around. I mean, you you do have a person in your group that he does have information and contacts and all of those things available to him. Yeah, let me let me make a call. <laughs> I'm gonna um, I'm gonna find a payphone. I'm gonna use my. Would it be Streetwise? Yeah, do Streetwise. Uh, what we got? One, two, uh, just two successes. You don't get an exact location. Um, you do find out that Glyptic and the illustrator have had some kind of a rift between the two of them. It's not real clear as to what happened, but the illustrator uh, brought a statue to life and the statue proceeded to just pummel Glyptic and the illustrator just walked away. And um, that happened in Corktown probably about a week ago. Gents, I think maybe Glyptic is our best hope here. He was last seen in Corktown. Does he work there? I think this statue beat him within an inch of his life. He may still be recovering at the hospital. Oh, it might be a good place to start. Well, let's pick him up some flowers. Where'd you learn about flowers? I've been here like seven years. So let's go to St. Mary's Hospital and see if we can either find Glyptic or find out where he was released to. Yep. Shamamano, open the back door for everybody to get in. Hop in the driver's seat. Roll away. You roll up to St. Mary's Cotton Alabaster Shimamano Diskowitz, um, enter the building. Do you ask around for Glyptic? How do you how do you go about I think um Alabaster would go to the counter and say something like, I'm looking for a patient that was brought in maybe a week ago, probably had a fantastical story about getting beat within an inch of his life with with a statue or something. Something so extraordinary would be difficult to believe. Oh. Um, are you a friend of Mr. Winston? We are family. I am family. These are my associates. I'm Mr. Winston's cousin. And and what is your name? 
sir. Morpheus Winston. Morpheus Winston. Excellent. Thank you. Yes. Uh, third floor. Um, room 12. Thank you. We've been worried sick over him. Well, he's um, he's got a long recovery ahead of him. I can tell you that. What was the extent of his injuries? Uh, multiple fractures and contusions throughout um, the head, neck, and chest. His right arm was broken in three places. He's been barely holding on just by a thread. And one night, he damn near caught up with Evil Knievel. Is he stable now? Or still in, in critical condition? There's still uh, a lot of worry about infection. All right. Shimamino's going to give her the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> she... Thank you. That's very gracious of you, sir. Thank you for taking care of my associate's cousin. You're you're very welcome. Again, third floor, room 12. My colleague is a proctologist if you're hiring, um, I say as we walk up the stairs. I'll keep that in mind. I'm Dr. Cleary Mifumpton. Uh Here's my card. You have business <laughs> cards now? <laughs> yes, of course I do. Of course he has business cards. <laughs> Uh, I'm an attending at uh, Providence Asylum for Children. Hey, why why is Dr. Clary Mafompton hanging out with uh, Marius Winston? It's a private consulting gig I do on the side. Cotton, we're on a third alias, I think. Yes, it's true. Okay. Deep, deep, deep wink cover. All right. You know well, what I mean? Let's go to... Um... <laughs> Mr. Winston's room, shall we? Yeah, up the stairs you go, um, arrive, and laying sprawled, really kind of suspended um, in a lot of places, full upper body cast, most of his head is is wrapped in thick gauze. Um, you can even see uh, a couple of dark spots um, have come through the cloth uh, wrapping around his face. You're at room 12. Spartan, you, you, you stay out of his immediate sight line. This guy is going to be no help to us. Let's just put him out of his misery. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> what? Let's, let's, let's have a chat with him first. You, you stay out of his sight line. He doesn't know. Snuff him, snuff him with a pillow. He doesn't know cotton and he doesn't know me as alabaster. I'd like to roll for telepathy. Um, I, I want to know how he's, how he is now. And I want to know how he responds to us. Okay. Give me a roll. Keep your power talker open so I can hear. I don't think you're making you stay on the first floor. Six. Oh, I want to go on the first floor. Just, uh, use the power talker. Just so you can use the power talker. <laughs> yeah. Um, Six successes. Um, he is currently quite upset, distraught, and depressed. Alabaster, I'm going to let you take the lead on this. Alabaster walks into to the room in his eyesight. Mr. Winston. Who are you? My name is Alabaster Whitingale. I'm here because... I have some questions for you. Well, really, for 
the other name that you sometimes go by. I, I, I don't know what you mean. I think you do, Liptic. Uh, shit. I mean you no harm. We're not here to make your life worse. I'm looking to invest in a certain technology. And I'm wondering if you might have any experience with it. Cotton, you can feel a lot of fear. What 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 kind of technology are you talking about? Were you a part of Guard? Did you heard about Guard? What was your relationship with them? What are you talking about, man? Fuck the police. So you know that this police force especially built to handle people with unique abilities like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think happens to those people once they're apprehended by the guard? I don't know. I keep waiting for them to show up here. What if I told you that I believed and had evidence that they may be implanting technology that no longer allows you to control yourself for a short period of time. Sounds fucking crazy, man. Where would they even come up with something like that? Have you ever lost time? Ripped it? Blacked out for periods? Didn't remember what you did? I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess, probably. I, I, I mean, I gotta tell you, this is, um, who the fuck are you? Cotton steps outside. Hey, uh, Raymond, take off your disguise yeah. and come in here and show yourself. I'm coming. He needs to know who he's talking to. I'm not going to let him see the Samomino because I don't want him to know the two sides of him. So I'll duck into a Jander's closet. You're going you're gonna to take a right step into a nook and roll covert? <laughs> yep. I learned from the master. Well, if you're stepping into a closet and closing the door, you don't really need to be. Oh, I guess, yeah, whatever. Give me a covert roll. Oh, none. Zero. What's that guy doing in the closet? You walk in there and there's a janitor in there, you know, rinsing out a mop. Yeah. All right. Doesn't stop him. You're going to change right there. Yep. Give him the wink. Raymond's going to go back in there and just stand. Take two steps in the doorway and just stand there triumphant. Like he's posing for a statue. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Ray's going to walk over there with the magnet and try to put it to the back of his neck. Galiptic convulses, stiffens immediately, and you hear him... Okay. Yeah, get it off him. You you pull the magnet uh, uh, off of his neck, um, and the groan stops. They've been controlling you. You've been doing their bidding without your own free will. Our evidence suggests that when people have that sort of reaction, it's because the brain bug, as we're putting it, as we're calling it, has been implanted at the base of your brainstem. What the, what the fuck does that even mean? You tell me I got it. What does that even mean? 
What I think it means is that there is a force who means to control all of us for their own bidding. And I don't think that their bidding is for the betterment of anybody except themselves. We have an associate who's working on a fix, whether it's removal or blockage. But we will need allies because this fight is bigger than the three of us. Raymond's taking the pillow out from behind his head. Now he's got it in both hands. You hear him groan as his as his neck as his neck starts to strain backwards a bit. He's like, oh, put it back. Oh my god, put it back. Oh it hurts. Oh it hurts. Oh it hurts. It ain't gonna hurt no more. I grab the Raymond. pillow. What are you doing, dude? Shadow grabs the pillow and then puts it back underneath Glyptic's neck. Cotton puts a hand on Raymond's shoulder. Whoa, no, no, no. We're we're making friends. Oh, it was a mercy killing. He's not ready yet, man. He's not ready. I don't think he's going to recover from this. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> brutal, man. Glyptic, if you want to go peacefully... Let's just call on Raymond anytime you need it. But until you're ready, we're not going to make that decision for you. And whatever you do, do not stub your toe around Raymond. Right. <laughs> you're done for. You're immediately put out to field. Oh, you're not going to make it. <laughs> you're not going to make it, buddy. <laughs> Any last words? So what do you think, Glyptic? Have we made a compelling enough argument that should we call on you, you'd be willing to fight for your own independence? I mean, y- yeah, I guess. I'm kind of I'm stuck in this bed for a while. There is one thing you could help us with. I know you're not exactly on great terms right now, or at least that's what I've heard, but where might we find your colleague, your, your one-time colleague? I believe they call them the illustrator. Um. I wonder if they did this thing to him, too. You want me to put him out of his misery? Same thoughts. That's what I'm compelled to find out as well. He stays outside of town. He's got a he's got a place out west. He stays off the off the beaten path, man. He's he only comes in when he has to. You got to be careful when you go out there, though. He's he's ready for anything. You, you hang out with these people. Do you know this guy? What's his real name? Who? Illustrator. Uh, All right, I'm putting shit. him out of his misery. I got to... No, I got to look it up. You fucking asshole. If you can't tell us the name now, you're done. <laughs> What's his name? Buddy. His name, his name. You're done. I'm going to punch you in your chest and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Not fast enough. <laughs> You better come quick with it. <laughs> he, he just pulls over and releases the trapeze mechanism that's holding his legs up and just lets it go. Just heave him out the window. Oh, shit. I guess I never gave him a name. I thought I gave him a name, but I did not. Oh, excellent. We get to come up with it. Um, His name is... His name is... David Kowalczyk. Good luck spelling it. I don't know how to spell it. Please, anything you hear relating to this technology to guard, anything that might be useful to keeping you and your kind safe and independent, 
you can get us at this frequency. I give him a card with a frequency and then also the address to the Troubadour's shop. Wait. Okay. We don't know this guy. He's going to be in traction for a real long time. But he may have visitors. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Tiger Chan's fried rice is is a secret. Yeah, it'd go the way of George's. It's only a secret if if uh, you know the password. Yeah, but it'd be suspect this guy had that on him. This is also a guy who has the freaking bug in his head. I mean, for all I know, he can use the information that he knows while he's under the influence of whatever. That's true. I don't know. All right, I'll reset okay. that. I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll give him uh, uh, the number to Jules. That's what I'll do. I'll give him the number to Jules. Say, so if you hear anything, contact this person and leave a message. Give him a smoke bomb. He can notify us that way. Drop a smoke bomb on the ground and run out of the room. Everybody well, uh, runs just, out. Cotton standing there like in a little cloud of smoke like, what the fuck just happened? Drop, drop a smoke bomb in a hospital. There's going to be fire trucks. No, the smoke only lasts about seven seconds. That's what that's what Francois told you. That's right. Yeah, but in a hospital, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a major freak out. Uh, they still smoke cigarettes and stuff in hospitals back then. Oh, you're so, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hell yeah, doctors would come into your room with a cigar in their mouth. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. My name is Duke Walter, your game master. Renaissance City is a Prowlers and Paragons Ultimate Edition actual play set in an alternate 1920s Detroit. It's a bit noir, a bit sci-fi, and a whole lot of fun. You can follow me on Twitter at Invisible Duke. The Scarlet Spartan is played by Dean Martin Jr. Cotton Dearborn and King are played by Chris Freedom. Saint Shadow is played by Jazz Abramowitz. You can find all of our content at ttrptheater.com. We have links to our YouTube page, our Twitter, Twitch, all of those things there. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time for more Renaissance City.
Can you imagine voice ampli- amplification for King? When he roars. What are you doing? Yeah, what's King he going to do with that? Fuck with that? King is not going to fuck with that. I want him to hit the brown note. If he amplifies his already yes. incredible roar, yes. people are going to die. Yes. No. <laughs> They'll be deaf. Their eyes will liquefy. <laughs> Buildings will crumble. I'm not I'm not giving you something that powerful. No fucking way. You have to spend points on that shit. <laughs> I mean, all right, at least blow their hair off. Raymond's like, what can we do to make King stronger? Raymond is trying to be the freaking the pulling the strings for King. He's been trying to do things for and about King the whole damn Yeah. It's his best friend, of course. Leave King alone. King is like a god. I mean, this is the greatest hero the world has ever seen. Raymond gets to fight beside him. You're like Don King. The guy, some Hell guy yeah. with, a, with a fake with a fake hair and a hat trying to manage <laughs> his ass. Yeah. Hell yeah. The ultimate hype man, man. The ultimate hype man. Yep. Hell yeah. The promoter to end all promoters. Right. Shimamano Diskowitz. <laughs> <laughs>